I'll start here because it's it's a minor film, but my Godzilla movie of the week mm. uh, was Varen or Varen. I don't V A R A N. Uh, put the inflection how you'd like. Sure, yeah. Um, this is a like I said, kind of a Godzilla movie. Um, mm-hmm. This is a, a Shiro Honda joint um, from 1958, um, and this is really weird because it is in black and white, even though he had started making. Uh, movies in color um oh. so i looked into that and actually i bought this book nice because i could of course um, yeah and it's actually like really fucking interesting I'm but sure it is so varan is basically a uh godzilla knockoff so it's um giant monster that looks somewhat like godzilla um a little different uh mm-hmm. basically is awakened um and goes on a rampage pretty standard okay. fair yeah um the movie is pretty standard there's not a lot that separates this from some of the other ones okay um, it's a fun time the fighting goes on for a while oh um but i learned that this is in black and white because it was made for american audiences and it was originally going to be a t- a three-part tv movie Sure. That then about two thirds of the way through, they decided they were going to release. So it's this really weird thing that like is in black and white for no reason and is uh, like really weirdly cut and really weirdly cropped. It's cropped to, I want to say like a two, three, five, but it definitely wasn't shot in that. Like, yeah. And I felt this almost immediately when like in one of the first scenes, a woman walks in and like her forehead is like cut off. And I'm yeah. like, is this my screen zooming in on something right. weird or something here? But um, so like yeah, three stars, like interesting. Varan is like, there's not a lot to him. Um, mm, he's just yeah. kind of a, a bad guy. He can sure. fly. He's got like wings like a like a flying squirrel, which is really weird. OK, um, but overall fun it would be cool to see him show up in the legendary like monster verse you know yeah i've like never a, even heard of him. Uh, like <laughs> an offset yeah i mean it's the it's the the a minor player to be sure um and i think there is like another like americanized version of it even though mm-hmm. this was like originally made for america um for sure yeah that came out a couple years later um but i don't think there's been other incarnations of him beyond just uh those those two i mean maybe he shows up in you know like destroy all monsters or, or some of the other ones here but sure um, yeah 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 varian i mean it's fine you know uh the <laughs> yeah, english version fine. is called varian the unbelievable um sure okay i don't know uh that's that's all i really got like i would say yeah. there are about 20 probably other ones to to knock out before uh you get to varian so yeah 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 that makes sense oh that's really odd it, the, to come from him as well i'm like oh interesting yeah i wonder uh it seems like he was just kind of like picked up to like be like let's make another godzilla movie yeah that's just not godzilla because i don't think this is a toho film oh um, gotcha okay okay but i might be wrong on that i don't know that's right really um, i enjoy it there's 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 a letterboxd uh review here um shout out tears in rain uh but Varen is to Godzilla what the mummy, the 1932 mummy is to Dracula. 
it's just like essentially like the same kind of thing, just like reskinned. Just a little so, different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally. Oh, very interesting. Well, never heard of Varan, 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 whatever. Varan. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Varan. It feels more in the same th- like vein as like yeah. Mothra and Godzilla. Yeah, more menacing. It sounds like a monster. Varan you know? sounds like a hipster. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's very true. Um, I, this last week, started to, I think my ego prevents me from actually making a list of movies that I should have seen but hadn't seen because I, in <laughs> a way I don't want to like admit to myself that I haven't seen some of these movies. But it's tough. I went back and I watched two films that I definitely should have seen, one more than the other. Um, the first one is I'd never seen Roman Polanski's Chinatown. I'd never seen it. Oh. Um. I don't know. That's borderline blasphemous. I know. I'm like, I'm not sure why. But we all have our blind spots. I know. And I'm like, I don't know what happened where that just, it's one of those things where I didn't grow up with Nicholson. I didn't grow up with Polanski, Mm -hmm. obviously. And I came to them so much later that Chinatown to me was like, when I was a kid, it was like the Godfather is like, ah, that's boring. You know, that's something that I don't necessarily care about. Yeah. This it's movie, of a different era. Oh, it's of a different era, 100%. And it's like a hard noir. You know, it's not something that's deeply entertaining unless you care about a lot of dialogue. Um, yeah. But this movie is amazing. Like, it is It is literally like Nicholson, like, full force doing his thing in the best possible scenario because he gets to do it all. He gets to do the subtlety that he is not necessarily known mm-hmm. for, but I think should be known for because, like, he does that menacing, like kind of conniving you look at him and you're like there's something there like you have something yeah you're hiding or something that you need to know about but then it also goes to the explosive nicholson that we all love um and it's just like it's a movie that if it wasn't for jack nicholson i don't know would have been necessarily as entertaining as it was because Mm. it's a pretty like honestly convoluted like conspiracy movie about it's a lot yeah Yeah. there's a lot of things going on where i actually had to go back and rewatch parts of it because i'm like wait a minute how did he get from point a to point b here like this doesn't make sense and that's a thing too (laughs) like there's a lot that can go on in that movie that like if you're not with it when you get to that final forget it it's chinatown scene like it does like i there i have talked to students who have watched that and been like i don't get it i'm like you're not you're not clock you're not paying close enough attention like it's (laughs) it's insane but you gotta want it like Exactly. You got to want it on that movie. Yeah. 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 But it's like, if you do want it and you are invested in it, it is so rewarding once you get to the end. And I know this is mm-hmm. going to be a movie that I'll come back to a couple more times throughout my life because it just is. It just is. I don't know. It's so entertaining, so well written, so well directed. I mean, it's Polanski and he's obviously a, a much c- uh, controversial figure at this point, but like the way that he frames things, I mean, I think of Rosemary's baby and the, just the apartment building. Mm-hmm. Like there are sequences with Jack Nicholson, like standing by a reservoir that you're like, wow, this is beautiful stuff. <laughs> and it's like nothing, nothing's going on. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'm kind of embarrassed that I had never seen Chinatown up till now, but it's obviously well worth it. I believe it's on Tubi right now. So if you, uh, you Ooh, know. With ads. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm telling you, Tubi, crushing it. That's weird. Um, but yeah, Chinatown, obviously amazing. <laughs> All right, nice, nice. Do you want to Do you wanna continue on to your second one that you've never seen before? I, I definitely can. Second one I'd never seen before. Not quite as blasphemous um, because this person has so many films in their archive, but uh, I went back and I saw Scorsese's Mean Streets, which was his directorial debut. Mm, um, I'd never yes. seen this one. Uh, I don't know why necessarily. It's not one that people talk about all that much when it comes to 
either Scorsese or De Niro like these days. Um, yeah, there's a lot of Scorsese to get through before you get to Mean Streets. Yeah, which is odd because yeah. watching Mean Streets, another just amazing film, but mm-hmm. you can tell that like Scorsese's had this in him forever. Like he, from the jump, he yeah. has a handle over his lighting, his needle drops, the way that he lets actors kind of just roll with it and do some improv because there are sequences in this that I'm like, there's no way anyone could have written this, let alone like, th- there's just no way. There's a scene between Harvey yeah. Keitel and Robert De Niro where it eventually they're not even saying words. They're just going like, hey, 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 back and forth. And you're like, what the <laughs> fuck? This is genius. Like, this yeah. is amazing. Um, yeah. But like, man, it's just like, it's kinetic. It's like you can see, you can see Killers of the Flower Moon in Mean Streets. Like you can see, obviously, Wolf yeah. of Wall Street and all of his debauchery films. It, you can see Silence in Mean Streets. Like it is, Scorsese has been like the maestro forever. It's just insane to me. Yeah, um, he really is one of those. It's like from the get go that all the talent is there. Yeah. It's just his entire career has been like focusing that talent on different aspects of it or yes. focusing different different aspects of that talent on certain things a hundred percent yeah and this it's been is, a long time since i've watched mean streets yeah and it's funny because it's a movie that's like about nothing it's about like a, you know <laughs> harvey Keitel trying to like basically yeah. like make it and and johnny boy played by de niro is just basically telling him no <laughs> you're not gonna do that i'm gonna fuck everything yeah. up for you um it's amazing. It's it's literally amazing. Like I could not take my eyes away from the screen. So Mean Streets. I mean, if you've never seen it, watch it. Like Scorsese. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> what can we say? Excellent. Um. Well, okay. No, I was like about to be like, oh god, I have to make a transition here, but oh. I'm gonna not make that seem like a bad thing. I watched 1998's Snake Eyes. Ooh. Oh yeah. The dude. Nicolas Cage movie. De Palma, right? Um. Which is a De Palma movie, which I didn't know until like his name showed up at the beginning. I was like, yeah. I just thought I was putting on some like weird ass Nicolas Cage nineties movie. Oh, this and Brian De Palma's here, like bringing me on this complex like mystery storyline, and yeah. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Movie rocks. Um, this movie is pretty pretty great. Yeah. Like there are some issues with it. Of course. Um, you know, I think I don't. I wouldn't put it at the echelon of you know, Brian De Palma, the highest, you know, no. <laughs> it's not Brian De Palma's best movie. Uh, but like there is something kinetic about this. Mm-hmm. Um, the back and forth between cage and Sinise and oh, Gary dude. Sinise in this is something else. Um, and just the energy through the whole first act is absolutely crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like I like I kept being I don't think it is, but I kept being like, I feel like I've been in this shot for about 20 minutes. I know. You know, and I don't think it's one big long shot, but like it feels so it's popping. It's just go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. And like like the character arc that you get from uh Rick Santoro, um <laughs> Nicholas Cage's character is like crazy, but like great. Yeah. You know, and like the same with uh, Carla um, Gaginos. Oh, I can never say her last name. I think it's Gagino, but. Gagino. Yeah. Hard G. Yeah. Uh, hard answer. I know it when I hear it. I just like, my brain is always like, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Carla Gagino. Like, just, a, I don't know. This movie was really good. I was not expecting a lot from this movie coming in. Mm-hmm. 
because I didn't know, I got to know anything about it. It's something I'd always seen. And I just figured it was a uh, insane Nicolas Cage movie, but which it kind of is, here comes but Brian De Palma, which it is, which it a hundred percent is, you know, it's not full cage, but it's like, I'd say it's like 80% full cage. Yeah. You know, um, he, and he it's one of those that guy's I think, room and like, is like, <laughs> there's, there's some things in there that are just insane. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, pleasantly surprised. Glad to check another, uh, Nicholas cage film off my list. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, not an insubstantial, uh, list of movies. So he's only got like 140 credits, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, um, I will, uh, I will keep us rolling too then. Um, <clears throat> and say I watched, um, dumb money. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, Paul Dano movie, Craig Gillespie. Um, yeah. Did you see this? I did. Yeah. I watched one with my dad. This movie's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. No. If that makes sense. I kind of like watching like the trailers and kind of, and things like that. And I was, I kind of was just like rolling my eyes a little bit with it. Like, okay, we're making like a, you know, a wall street bets, GameStop movie. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. And it's, it's no massive, crazy like great movie but it's good you know everybody in it is pretty good i did find seth rogan a little off-putting uh not off-putting but like out of place a little bit um you know i i'm not i have a hard time seeing seth rogan as like a billionaire yeah it's seth um, rogan or a millionaire or whatever yeah like he would blow all of it on weed um yeah (laughs) but i mean Craig, craig gillespie is like not an insignificant director um and I feel like this fits in perfectly with as like a triple feature with uh, Margin Call and The Big Short. <laughs> yes. Like I feel like all three of those movies yeah. just fit on the same level. And like they're all, I mean, you know, similar kind of topic, but like three movies that I think have insane casts and execute on a really weird financial situation really yeah. well. So. Yeah. Definitely. And it's funny because like Dumb Money to me felt like it wanted to be directed by Adam McKay, you know, like it felt like even the needle drops and like there was so many like really, really contemporary hip hop drops that I was like, ooh, I don't know that this really works for this movie, but it it, like it kept the vibe going of kind of like not taking it too seriously because the situation is so ridiculous. Um, And then, you know, Pete Davidson's there and what can you, you know, you can't take him too seriously. Every time I see him, I'm like, can Pete Davidson act? Or like, I'm like, I really, I got to watch King of Staten Island. Cause I'm like, every time I see him, I'm like, there's something there, but I don't know if it's like good. Yeah. Or if it's just like, you know, it's just like really good timing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should watch King of Staten Island. Um, cause he's really good in that. Uh, it's, it's definitely still kind of a comedy, but it's also like he, he has some chops. It's just, he's typecast. Yeah. He, cause he looks like Pete Davidson. Like, what can you do yeah. with him? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are a thousand scripts floating around Hollywood right now that say, you know, Pete Davidson type. Right. <laughs> like it's, it's become like a defining characteristic, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think Dumb Money is like not as bad as people say it is and not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's pretty entertaining. Yeah. It kept me entertained for 90 minutes, you know? Um, and Paul Dano, man, he's just so damn good. Shailene Woodley's good and in this too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, and then like America Ferreira and Anthony Ramos right. and Nick Offerman. Sebastian Stan. Sebastian <laughs> Stan. Yeah. And Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. Wait, isn't Sebastian Stan the, uh, the 
Robin Hood guy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Vlad. Vlad. Yeah. And Olivia, Olivia, and Olivia Thurby. Oh, yeah. I feel like she had such a promising career and then just kind of disappeared. And then, you know, this year she's in Dumb Money and Oppenheimer. And I know. You're like, you're like oh, hey. she's back. <laughs> Welcome back. She's back. Um, but uh, yeah, I I had fun with this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Nice, easy watch. Paul Dano. Yeah. I w- Paul Dano like was great. He was the only one except for Seth Rogen being like, you're not like a hedge fund manager. Mm-hmm. Paul Dano. I was like, it's really, really good, but this isn't quite the right actor in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I don't have like a recommendation, but like, I was like, he's being really, really good. But like, I think of him as much more of like a serious actor. I know. You know, like I think of there will be blood and to see him in this, he was really good, but like, next to Pete Davidson and Seth Rogen and Nick Offerman. And like, you know what I mean? Like, it just feels like it was like a, a mismatch kind of thing, which, you know, yeah. I think I only thought once or twice, but um, I mean, still, still good. Yeah. I agree with you. I think that, yeah, out of all of them, because even America Ferrera, like we're talking about some comedy, like real comedy chops people um, that you've seen yeah. in sitcoms. And then Paul Dan, yeah. who's like, in another echelon, you know, it's weird, but, um, but yeah. 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 So I, agree I don't know. You. And yeah. So, um, yeah, I was glad I watched that. Yeah. Me too. I kind of have just been like blowing it off for a while. I'm like, yeah, fucking dumb money. It's also really weird. Yeah. Watching that movie, having lived through that. I know in real time, you know, in real time. <laughs> and like I had GameStop stock. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had AMC stock. Like I was there and uh, what was, I was trying to think of the name of the guy that used to work there that was like full tilt GameStop. Uh, what, at Hunts? I don't know. He's at Hunts. Yeah. He was like a, uh, an Elon Musk fan. Oh, Nick. He was like, was that his name? Yeah. Yeah. He was like 17 or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He, he always talked to me about it when uh <laughs> like he'd come in and be like you still holding and you're like yeah, i get yeah <laughs> yes i am <laughs> oh god but yeah like seeing that kind of stuff together and remember or seeing this kind of story and remembering the ups and downs of it and remembering when like robin hood shut down or stopped trading and all that kind of stuff so i think it, not an experience i've had uh before yeah in a movie where yes. i'm like i lived very closely through this. So. Yeah, like I saw it happen and just to be able to get on the inside of this and kind of see like where, you know, regardless of how accurate everything is, just to see a little bit yeah. how the inner workings were going was really interesting. I agree with you. I agree with you. And it also was taking place like, you know, 20 miles from us. I know. I, <laughs> He's in Brockton. I know. <laughs> I was like, oh. I know. It's, yeah, we're not very far from any of this, which is really interesting, yeah. both time wise and distance wise. Um, yeah, I didn't, I never bought any GameStop stock. I probably should have at the time, but uh, I think I made like 70 bucks at the end of the day. You know what? Right hey, like, Sweet. <laughs> 70 bucks ain't nothing. Um, God, that's too funny. I don't know why I watched this, um, but I was on Tubi as one finds themselves from time to time. And I realized that the 2019 Swamp Thing TV show was just on there, the first season. Oh. Um, 
this is one that I had actually clocked in, I think, 2018 because it's produced by James Wan, written by Gary Doberman. Yeah. Um, and funny enough, directed by Len Wiseman, who I've just trashed on this pod before time and time again because he doesn't make very good movies. <laughs> I'm sorry. But um, this show was, I believe, on the CW and... Honest yeah. to God, I wish I had watched it in 2019 because it's not like great, but it is so nasty and mean and it very much is taking so much from the thing and alien yeah. and all of these, like there's a sequence that is happening in like a hospital room that I was like, oh, this is fucked, man. This is next oh, level. It, it wasn't the CW. It was on DC for like a couple, like a year there. DC had a, That's right. a stream, its own streaming service before it got folded into Max. That's totally right, which is probably part of the reason why this didn't do so well because uh, nobody knew it was there and you couldn't really access unless you subscribed. Um, but it is about this swamp town, essentially, where something weird is going on. There's a disease going on and it is about this uh, woman uh, Crystal, no, Abby, I don't remember her name. I think it's Abby, who Abby. is essentially a CDC doctor going around trying to figure out what's going on. She has, She's from this town. She has a dark past from this town. I haven't gotten there yet, so I'm not sure exactly what happened. Um, and then it's just like this really interesting mystery crime, like horror thriller that's just really not, it's not like groundbreaking, but I'm like, yeah, again, man, it's TV. It's old school TV. Like, it's just like nothing yeah. special, but at the same time, like they're taking some chances with this, good performances. Um, and it has me kind of hooked. Like, there are things where I'm like, wow, you went there. Like, you're showing that. Like, this is a violent, gross TV show about people getting like yeah. eaten by plants and stuff. It's really crazy. Um, and so it's just like, I don't know, man. It's weird. I'm surprised I never checked this out. It was on my radar at that point. I just, I think... It was because it was on DC Universe or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's on Tubi. So if anybody has Tubi, it's there. All all thirteen episodes roll. or whatever the first season. So, um, yeah, really, really interesting stuff. And I'm kind of like, I want DC to get back into this lane of like, just trying stuff yeah. out. And I think maybe James Gunn will do that. Um, but who knows? It is what it is. But anyway, Swamp Thing. Pretty pretty. I remember. I remember this too and i remember wanting to watch this and like i remember there being i don't remember what it was but there was some kind of like controversy around it where mm. people were like sh like shut up and watch it this movie this show is great like mm. you know but i don't remember what it was but yeah i I'm, I'm gonna have to clock this too this could be a good kind of throwback piece for me yeah and it's not uh, like horror horror like there's some nasty yeah. things in it but it's not like jump scares like you can i think you can find something yeah and i mean like I, i'm like watching the trailer here and i'm like there's this is nothing that's going to be actually like scary you it's know? as scary as like true detective is you know like <laughs> yeah it's yeah, pretty yeah, much yeah. like that um, um but yeah good stuff so i want to talk about uh the the one thing i think both of us have watched um mm -hmm. and that is the live action uh last airbender Yes, the the new show, um, not the the Shyamalan. The new one. show, yes, not the sham, not the sham hammer. Um, <laughs> so you said you've watched the first episode of this. Yep, watched the first episode. Nice. That's it. So uh, I will say I I finished the whole thing um, last night. I think so. Nice. Um, what's your thoughts? <laughs> um. Well, 
the one thing I'll start off by saying is that don't believe anything anybody's saying online because everyone's going swinging wildly from this is the worst thing you've ever seen to like this is perfect. Yes. Don't don't even just Very go true. in blind. I will say that there are things that I really like about the show coming off of the first episode. I think that mm -hmm. bits and pieces of the VFX look really good. I think that especially the intro, like the opening to the first episode where it's mm -hmm. the earthbender running from the firebenders. I'm like, that looked amazing. It was a little teal and, yeah. and uh, orange for me, but it is what it is. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but that looked really good. My thing is like, there's just no reason for this. Like it, there are sequences that to me are like literally shot for shot, line for line. And I'm like, but yeah. not as good because I don't personally, I don't think that the kid actors are quite as strong as the voice actors that played them in the series. Um, mm -hmm. And other than that, I'm kind of like, it's like meh. It's not bad. It's not great. It's just kind of like there. It's mid. Is yeah. that what the kids are saying these yeah. days? Yeah. <laughs> um, I might finish it, but I'm also like, do I need to? You know, so I don't know. What did you think? So I will say, um, the second episode is so much better than the first. Oh, okay. Okay. I would say the first one feels like the weakest one in the whole series for sure, because I was in that same kind of thing. I was like, why are we doing this? Like, this is like, uh, a lot of the v VFX are tough pretty bad there's a lot and this doesn't go away there's a lot of vfx where i'm like this is two people standing in front of a green screen yeah bad like just uh, yeah. like nothing in the room like to even give it depth just like flat green screen and it looks incredibly flat and i don't know what's going on with that bad compositing overall like, like when ang was flying around in the first so episode i was like "Ooh, the lighting is compositing. wrong yeah it, it's it's really weird um and it, like, there's so many things that I'm like, literally like there's, you know, like a tree behind him that is clearly just part of the plate. I'm like, we couldn't just like get a tree. Yeah. That's too much. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just to give it some kind of, so a lot of the, the VFX stuff is tough. Mm -hmm. That's, I think my biggest complaint is like, and it doesn't go away. I sent you a thing the other day. There's like, I don't know what this lens flare is. It looks like they're flying on Oppa in front of a piece of glass. Right, like, right. Why? Yeah. Like um, but I will say, so obviously, so it's eight episodes. It's eight one hour episodes yeah. as opposed to the first season's 22 half hour episodes. Yeah. They do a really, really good job of like, streamlining that season oh and like combining things here and there and you know like oh we probably don't need that but we can like shift and there are differences between this and the show totally it's like a lot of the same bones but like there are things they do it's like all right well we want both of these characters to be in this episode they're not so like how do we mm. bend this uh you know to like fit better um, and it, there's, there's something to it. And like, I'm 100% with you in terms of the kids. Um, some of the line readings in this are really tough. Yeah. Um, and like some of it, you're just like, okay guys. But like, I think the action is pretty well done. There mm -hmm. are some things, I think the design of the characters is really well done. And mm -hmm. I think it has heart. Like there's a lot of actual emotional scenes in this. Yeah. You know, where you're like, oh shit, that's like, that's fucking tough. Um, that hits, you know what I mean? And I think 
I really, really hope this gets its second and third seasons mm-hmm. um, because like these kids are only going to get better and like the VFX are only going to get better. And I yeah. think the bones of it are there, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I do agree with it. Like, I don't really know why we're getting this, you know, um, but th- th- and yeah, it's I'm I enjoyed it overall. And the thing I'll say to like all the people that are like, this is terrible. Like I said this to my wife, as soon as we finished the last episode, it's like, you have to remember how good. Yeah. Like avatar, the cartoon is, it is so good and it operates like, and not even like good for a cartoon. Like it is legitimately incredible storytelling and incredible character arcs and incredible, like all this stuff. Yeah. So like, is it, is the live action on that level? No, but like, you know, anything that's a three or a three and a half star show is going to look terrible when you hold it up to a five star show. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's totally. the kind of thing I'm like, the things that I was like, this is weird. I'm like, this is weird. I don't, I don't know how much I like this. I'm like, but like, it's not bad. No. You know, there's nothing in it that's like, well, there's some VFX that are bad, but like there's nothing sure. in it that I'm like made me want to turn it off. So right, exactly, yeah. And I think that that's like the best thing that can be said about this show. That is kind of unnecessary. It's like it's not. It's clearly the people who made it cared about it, and they're kind of doing the best that they can yeah. while trying to reach the heights of a show that we both are like it's immediate five stars. Like that show is yeah so high in both of our esteem and our estimation that it's like you can't you'll never get to that point if you're judging it by that criteria so that's really interesting i i'll probably finish it you gotta watch the second episode yeah because the second episode is like a a step up okay okay Um, yeah you can feel them like figuring it out and it's weird because i know how shows are made and i know that they don't shoot every episode chronologically so I was like, I don't know if well, that's the, the thing. first episode feels like they're figuring it out. And I was like, hmm, I don't know how that, you know. Well, that's the thing I was saying. I'm like, it feels like a pilot. I know. Yeah. It feels like they shot the pilot. Yeah. And then they got a green light. And, like, Ooh, and then shit. they went back and like figured it out now. It's like weird. They were fine. Um, yeah. It's also really weird. And well, we can stop after this. But mm-hmm. like there's a couple of other actors mm-hmm. in this um, that are like not the main group. Mm-hmm that like are fucking going for it oh yeah like ken ken lung's commander zhao is fucking great it's so good he's so good he's on such a higher level and i don't want to like work it up too much but like yeah you know there's no bad lip bad line readings with him he's just like crushes it yeah he's going for it oh man I'm excited because I've heard that like he one didn't know he was gonna be in the show he thought it was like Avatar the movies Yeah, which, which I don't know incredible. if that's true or anything, but I was like, that's awesome. And for him to do that, I mean, it's another like very, very um, highly cherished kind of uh, project. So, you know, I don't yeah. know. I think that's really funny. Uh, you know, who knows? I'll probably end up finishing this because I love Avatar. You know, I saw the Shyamalan one. So, you know, it's only right. <laughs> it's yeah. Yeah. And they don't shy away from certain things. And I won't say more than that, but like okay. it, there's. I, I'll be into, I'll, we'll talk next week because I want to. I want you to watch some of the episodes where they combine the storylines and see what you think. Okay, okay, and it is the entire first season in the first season, right? Uh-huh. Or the first book, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. 